Hey, it's Karen Hunter from the Karen Hunter Show on Sirius XM Urban View. Here's a highlight from today's show. I got up this morning watching this. Well, actually, last night it was trending. And I was like, ooh, they doing something. Now, I, I, never, I never invested in GameStop, uh, GameStop, and I don't have any uh, Robinhood accounts or at all. I'm not on those, those baby, baby platforms, you know. Because I, I love my money. I'm putting it someplace where I can make a trade in the moment. I'm not trying to wait for y'all. With a, with a robust platform. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not with the baby people. But so tell us, you know, did I explain what happened? Now get into we're gonna get into the shorting and, and everything, but you know, from your standpoint, um, I call this a game changer. I think that the the skirt has been taken off of the stock market in a way that I never expected. I'm giddy because for the first time I think Regular people had the power to do something and they did it. And the banks don't know what to do now because if this continues, because once you get a little bit of a victory, you realize there's a blueprint for doing it again and again and again. And your whole platform trade and travel from the people that I know that have taken it from the time that I've taken it. And again, I'm not a day trader, swing trader, but I understand your methodology. You follow what the banks are doing and you chart it so that there's no guesswork. You're going by what the banks are doing, which is why your success ratio is so high. Talk to us about what you ascertained happened yesterday. You're so right. So you actually, you, you did explain it really well. There's two big things that people have to understand in order to figure out what happened with GameStop and AMC recently. One is what makes the stock move? And that's buyers and sellers. It's just like an auction. When you have a lot of buyers, they can bid the price up. When you have a lot of sellers, it can bid the price down. So we had a ton of buyers come into the market in both GME, that's the GameStop, um, GameStop and AMC. Then the other piece of it is what is short selling? And I know you said we'll get into that later, but no, it's the on. idea of selling something high and then buying it back low. So what people don't understand is the idea of buy low, sell high is true. However, in, in investing, you can do it in either order. You can buy low first and then sell high, which is traditionally what people hear, or you can sell high first and buy back low. And you both get the same amount of money. You just get the difference between those sales. So what happened here is the banks were assuming, okay, this, the stocks are not good stocks. GameStop is not doing well. AMC, nobody's going to the movies. So we're going to sell it while it's a little higher and we'll buy it back when it comes down lower. What happened is you had all these uh, retail investors from Reddit. They figured out that there was this short interest. People were selling high and buying it back low. So what happened is, what well, we say, buyers moved the, the stock up. So buyers came in, started moving the stock up. And now you had all those people that were hoping to sell high and buy low. Now they've got to buy back as well to, to get their money back. So it's Some just, of their money because they lost. So they were just trying to stop the bleeding at that point to the tune of, I think it was like $2 billion they put back in to try to preserve some of their money. And that's what it got true. interesting. It's true. But you know what? This is not the first time that this has happened. So I think back to last year when Tilray ran up to $200. That was a similar type of thing. There was a lot of short interest. And that means that people were selling it high and then thinking to buy it back low. But then you had a ton of buyers come in and they pushed it up to $200. 
Unfortunately, after that, it fell back down to $20 a share. That's where Tilray is now. It's also happened in Tesla before. So the thing I'm worried about is people are going to get in late thinking that there's, you know, having FOMO, fear of missing out, and they don't realize that after the run is gone, it's going to drop back down to where it's really supposed to be valued. And that's what I'm worried about for investors. So first of all, you and you say this often, don't chase stocks. We just did a, a lesson for a, a platform that I'm about to launch. And I want to thank you for everything that you're doing because the insight and wisdom of somebody being this transparent in a space that has had this shroud of secrecy around it for so long, particularly for black folk who were literally traded on the auction block to be into these spaces now with knowledge, with power, with understanding, riding the waves that, the folk with the big money are riding and then become big money folk like you, you know, who can get in and know how to, you know, teach this, what you do with trade and travel. And I appreciate that because the, the amount of people that are making a thousand dollars a day messing with you. Ah, anyway. So I say all this to say from the other standpoint, and I, I do see GameStop is going to, is definitely going to drop. That's logic, right? And then the question you have to ask yourself is who's going to be going to GameStop after this? Is this a, you know, like instead of chasing the dollars, I only invest in companies that I think are going to be around for a while or companies that have been around. I'm a blue chipper, you know, I'm, I'm stable. I'm not, I'm not trying to lose my money. So I don't play the stock market game. I play, I invest in companies that I believe in, you know, so I I do it a little differently, but talk about that too. So I think there's, there's a couple of things going on. Instead of talking about GameStop, because not everybody is into GameStop, let's think more about AMC because more people have gone to the movies. They can kind of like understand that story. So if everybody thinks about, well, with COVID, no one's been going to the movies. So there was a logical reason why AMC stock was dropping. So the fact that it's now starting to zoom back up because of buyers coming in does feel like a little bit of manipulation. It feels like like there's no real fundamental reason why this stock should be moving up. And I think that's where regulators are starting to kind of get uneasy. If if retail investors are able to manipulate stocks and move stocks up when they're not supposed to really be moved up, like, is there a problem? But then on the flip side of the coin, then you have the retail investors like, well, hedge funds and banks have been doing this for years. Why can't we? Yes, like we talk about these big buyers. They're just think about if a hedge fund has a billion dollars to put at play in one stock and they buy a million shares, it's going to push those that share price up. And if you're a retail investor that was on the other side of that trade, you lost. So that's why I think it's 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 one of those things where on the because I'm a retail investor, like I'm rooting for all the retail investors. So I'm like, dang, they just made a lot of money really fast. I need them, though, to know when to not be greedy and when to get out because this is a play and it's not fundamentally sound. So that's the piece that that we have to understand. And if nothing else, you you teach fundamentals. Um, did you did you get in on this GameStop when it was going? Uh, or, yeah, because I was like, this ain't even a Terry. This is not what Terry does. He doesn't do these. No. these uh, and I call them fads. You know, like it's it's like you're 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 playing. You're not you're not learning how to do this. You're, you're riding, this This is gambling to me. Honestly, I think this was a smokescreen because, mm. so here's like, at the same time that this whole GameStop thing has been running up, yesterday the market fell and there were so many good opportunities to get good companies at a lower price. So like PayPal fell down to like the lows from when it first came in in 2021, Amazon came down $100. All these great healthy companies 
fell yesterday and you could have had an opportunity to get into those and make money today when the market popped back up. But if you were worried about GameStop, which is an unhealthy company, you got in at the highs and it quickly fell overnight. Another problem going on is that the many of the online brokerages restricted trading. So that's, a, that's another issue we need to talk about. But like to me, this is a smokescreen. I want people to get into healthy companies that fit a couple criteria. One of them is, is it has it been on an uptrend the last year? GameStop and AMC cannot meet that criteria. Is it going to have a good projected future or forecast? They both are struggling, right? So I think the, the biggest part of the problem is you've got to start with the right companies and healthy companies in order to really be successful in this investing game. And that was already an issue. They're both, they were penny stocks and they're just not, not where we want to be. The um the Winklevoss brothers who are heavily into Bitcoin, so they are you you have to watch what they're doing with a grain of salt because for them the tumbling of these markets helps their their Bitcoin their their cryptocurrency business right so they're putting their thumb on the scale. I'm watching it's like vultures right now, and I'm sitting here like I'm I got my popcorn because this is all playing out. You know, very emotionally is very dramatic. You know, uh, there's a whole string on a thread on Twitter from one of the Winkabas brothers just going in. You know, and I'm like, yeah, but you really do benefit because of the this what's happening right now. And I'm not so sure if you didn't help start that Reddit thread. I'm just going to say it out loud. I'm not so sure if you didn't put your thumb on the scale. But as it relates to these platforms, Robinhood shut down, made it impossible for people to to, to sell and buy at some point, uh, I think another platform. And, you know, we've been saying on these airwaves that I don't recommend those spaces. I'm not trashing them, but I'm like, if you're serious about investing, get it, get a real platform. Yes. Yeah. You need to be on a more robust platform. But to tell you the truth, several platforms, even uh, TradeStation, they also stopped trading on it. And I think sometimes the online brokers, they're, they're trying to protect the user. So they know that this is going to quickly drop soon. I actually was trying to short just yesterday. I was like, oh, this thing is at 400. Let's put in a short sale now. Because <laughs> um, it's going to drop. It's just we know it's going to drop. So I think they try to protect people. Um, but at the same time, it's quite, it's not fair <laughs> that they're protecting people because at the same time, hedge funds and banks can still trade because they're not using the platform. And I also feel like if someone did get into the trade, that they have a problem getting out of it. Now you're stuck. And that's even worse than not taking the trade at all to, to not have control over your, your trade. So that, that piece, I don't think that's, well, this is just me talking, but I'm like, I don't think that's constitutional to be able to pick and choose what stocks people can trade and can't trade. But I know that the thought of it was to protect the user and to protect the overall markets, because if a lot of people are losing, again, you're going to have the thing of now you have a lot of sellers and that's going to push down other stocks and other companies. So some, somehow you've got to protect the whole overall market. Is the market a, a scam? in your opinion, um, as oh. we look at Terry Egioma? No, I don't think so. The, the stock market is a market just like any other market. In Nigeria, we have cloth markets. In Thailand, there are um, food, fresh fruit markets. It's a market of just buyers and sellers. And in any kind of institution you're going to, or any kind of market, you're trying to make money. A company needs a place to build capital, and that's what they're doing when they put their shares on the market. They are building capital so that they can grow as a company. 
that is that's still a good idea to be able to have people give you money to buy pieces of your company so you can continue to grow. That's not a scam. Okay. 866-801-8255 is the number. And we'll put out a link for Terry's class uh, in the break. So if you want to actually learn, and this is, you know, for me, knowledge is power. You know, knowledge is power. You know, so if the more you know, like going through your course, I know I don't want to swing trade, but I learned certain things that help me in my day-to-day trading or I don't day-to-day trade. I trade, you know, I put a little bit of money in every month and then I watch the market and then I put in my limits for the the companies that I want to invest in. I put in my limits and I I buy them at at the price that I, after looking at their charts, thank you, Terry, for teaching that. I put in a amount that I believe is proper that I'm going to get in and then I let it ride. I don't sit there and look at the market every day, but at least I have the foundation that you've provided. So, you know, you can decide to do what Terry does, which is trade and travel because she's living her best life. Or you could do as you know, cause me, I'm very conservative. I work hard. I'm not even trying to risk not a dime. I need to make money on every dime. My money needs to be out there making money. I pimp my money to the nth degree. All right, just wanted to say that. 866-801-8255. So knowledge is power. We put the link out. Follow us at SXM Urban View. Kelly in North Carolina. Welcome to the Karen Hunter Show. Hello. Hi. Hi, Kelly. Hi, ladies. Hi, Hi. Karen. Hi, Hi. Terry. Um, so yesterday I was actually trading. I um day trade and I was trading the market. And I had no idea about this Reddit thing. So now I'm like, okay, that's one more thing that I got to look at. But when that tanked the hedge fund, the market went down in like historic fashion. I've never seen it go down like that to where it cleared out even the daily um, trade market. So I took a hit. And then when I found out later what happened, I was like, ooh, I wish I had known. But um I will say I also just finished up Terry's class. So I graduated. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Good stuff. Because I wanted to um, expand my trading abilities and not just deal with the um, day trading of the market because that it gets volatile. And this last year has been psycho, for lack of a better phrase. <laughs> Yeah. Understandable. Yes. So I love the course. It was it was easy to follow and you know, it just it added more to me and I also now need to follow Reddit, apparently. Not not really. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you need to follow Reddit, but I, I do think for me, even bringing it up today, and Kelly, I appreciate, you know, the feedback and thank you for your call. For me, it was opening the possibilities. If a group of people can get together on a platform and collectively say, this is what we're going to do because this is happening over here. And I, I gave the example of what happened in Georgia. A group of people got together in Georgia, made sure folks got to, uh, you know, register to vote, make sure they showed up. They were very proactive. We got two senators, flipped the Senate, at least, you know, in the direction that it needs to be in, in my opinion. If they can do that in politics, why can't we do that in other areas? And if a group of people can get together on Reddit, and I'm not imagining it was a lot, and get and have a, a community around what we're going to do next. Why can't we do that in, in the same space? But you know what I'm saying? Why can't we do that? It really is about group economics. Like I think they are, they are so impressive and they shocked a lot of people. The fact that they were all able to get together and then say, we're going to all buy this one stock. And then what happened 
like the fact that they could do that and pull it off successfully, I'm sure they're going to look to do it again. And like, that's where like, maybe you can start looking at Reddit, but to tell you the truth, we also saw that in the chart yesterday. So like Kelly, so now that you're in my course, we saw that the S&P was at all time highs. It's due to, to fall because when it's at highs, that's when the sellers come in and it was due to fall. Now, the fact that it fell so quickly, that was just a bonus because a lot of us were also shorting the S&P. So I actually made five figures today in the S&P. So like, on that dip, we knew that, hey, it fell down into a buyer's level where the banks were buying again. We could see that on the chart. I actually got in at that low and then made some money today. So, so the chart actually is still the better place to look if you want to see what the market is going to do. The news just helps it move there faster. Hey, this is Karen Hunter. You can listen to The Karen Hunter Show live every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. East on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.